Starting out inside the 15, Thompson. He's going to launch it deep downfield, right in stride. Trey Palmer is gone. Touchdown, Nebraska. One play, 87 y'all welcome back to another episode run the damn ball this is daniel magnuson your host alongside common guest uh, sam alessandro we're talking uh nebraska football college football really everything around that whole area we're going to talk about nfl today as well because playoffs are um bumping right now sam was at the vikings giants game last weekend fortunately and also unfortunately at the same time so we're going to talk about all that um going on and uh, yeah, so we'll get into that right now. Uh, we'll start with Sam. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, I guess you're two days removed from, is it two days removed from the Vikings-Giants game? Yep, two days. Oh, shoot. So how was that experience? And just kind of tell that story there of going to the game. Yeah, so um, went to the, uh, went to the, went up to Minnesota, drove up on Friday night. Um, didn't get there till about like midnight exactly which was a little rough but uh you know it we had a great time I was with two of uh my high school buddies uh we went together and um yeah it was kind of it was something that I had been wanting to do for a while um especially once it became clear that the uh Vikings were going to host a playoff game and uh so we went we we drove up Friday and then uh on Saturday, we kind of just walked around, went to the Mall of America for a few hours, um, you know, just had some fun there. And then we went to a Minnesota Timberwolves game that night, went and saw Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, pop off. He had 26, 8, and 7, probably the quietest, like, good game I've ever seen a guard have. Uh, he's pretty darn good, and they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are pretty good uh, this year. So that was cool to see. And then, obviously, the highlight of the weekend was seeing the Vikings play, and I'm a Vikings fan. So, you know, it, obviously the game was a little rough. Uh, didn't get the outcome we wanted, but um, I still had an unbelievable time. The atmosphere, one for one thing, like, the NFL atmosphere is just different from uh, college uh, to begin with, but I mean, playoffs, it's just a whole nother level. Um, and the Vikings notoriously have one of the better home home fields anyway, in terms of fan bases. Like cool. you, come, you come up here, like, I don't know. Have you ever been up to the university of Minnesota for a game? Yeah, I went up. Uh, last time Nebraska played there in 21, I went up there, had a blast. Okay. That was actually University of Minnesota of all the colleges I visited that weren't Nebraska. It was probably uh, top two fun. I would say University of Minnesota was the most fun for like visiting for a football game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like Fort Collins, Colorado a lot too. But yeah, no, um, I've been up there. I mean – I've never been to a Vikings game. I've only been to – I went to one Cowboys game last year. That was my first ever NFL game. 
But um, nice. yeah, but yeah, no, I I've always wanted to go to the Vikings game. I like their skull chant, and it's cool yeah. that you were able to go to their playoff game, home playoff game. Now yeah. I uh, was at, I was in Portland and I went skiing one day in Oregon uh, this past weekend with Mike Rapsis and then uh, my other friend Hayden. And so I watched some NFL here and there, but really like I was doing stuff the whole time. Like I didn't watch a single down of the Giants Vikings game. So like what happened? Like what, what did the Giants do to win? So first off, so what I was going to say is like the cool thing I think about, or like the unique thing about Minnesota is like, they definitely, they do care about their other sports teams. Like they like the Timberwolves. They like the twins. They do like the Wild a lot. The Gophers, I mean, yeah, like, I think they like to see them do good, but the Vikings are their team uh, in that in that state. The, the Vikings are the number one attraction there, and you could tell just with that atmosphere on, uh, on Sunday. And so what happened in the game, I mean, the defense has been – in the bottom half of the league, really the entire year. Um, I, I believe they ended, they finished off the year like 31st or 32nd in total defense. So that was already going to be an issue, you know, heading into the game. And then uh, a lack of adjustments and, you know, give credit to the Giants coach, Brian Dable. He had a unbelievable uh, game plan uh, for the Giants um, you know, Kirk Cousins played about as well as you could have asked a quarterback to play. He went 31 of 39, I believe, uh, throwing the ball. I mean, he made no mistakes uh, really the throughout the entire game. You know, when the defense gives up almost 500 yards, especially in the NFL, you're not going to win a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, very, very rarely, especially in the playoffs where every play matters. And unfortunately, people are are criticizing Kirk for that last play, which obviously was unfortunate. It was a fourth and eight, I believe, and he throws a three-yard check down. And obviously, you know, that's not great, but also you have to think, like, think think about what he's thinking about right there. He's getting uh, blitzed uh, pretty heavily. He just needed to get the ball out because uh, if he waited another half second, he was going to get hit, and no one really – had gotten open yet. I think if he had another half second, uh, he probably could have thrown it somewhere else. But, um, you know, it it was just disappointing. Obviously, a very special year this year. They were 11-0 in one-score games, the anti-Nebraska, one might say. Uh, But, um, you know, their luck kind of ran out. And, uh, again, it sucks that Kirk Cousins is – but, I mean, like – he kind of gets that because he's the cringy dad anyway. So like, yeah, people are going to want to see a guy like him fail. Unfortunately. Well, it's either like they either really like him or he's kind of like a meme, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I root for the Vikings. They're one of the teams that I actually like. Um, I used to like the chiefs too, but they got too good. So I don't really care about them, but uh, as much, I, I like to see them do well back when Mahomes was younger, but I do like the Vikings a lot. Um, but now, I mean, with the Giants winning and the Cowboys winning last night, uh, I guess we can move on to that game too. The NFC East is three of the four playoff spots left in the NFC. And so it's very possible to have like a NFC East, NFC championship game. 
um, if the Cowboys beat the 49ers, which, I mean, last night Cowboys beat the Buccaneers, blew them out. If, you know, if it weren't for UNL former kicker Brett Maher, oh my four extra points, it would have been a 21-point win for the I Cowboys. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was just like, I will say the last one that he missed, it bounced off like the top, not the front, like the top of the upright. Like you could hear it like, or you could see it like graze it. So um, I don't know. I, hopefully he's okay. I mean, I like seeing him do well. He hit like a, he hit a 62 yarder earlier this year. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, no, he's had a really good year this year and he was kind of a, I, I believe he was a late addition to the team too. Like I don't think he, came into this year expecting I, I'm pretty sure he came into this year as a free agent but he went back to uh, Dallas um, but yeah I mean that was that was brutal that was really tough to watch because uh, I mean you obviously you feel bad for the guy because I mean when you miss that many in a row the confidence just goes down so much it's more of like a fear of miss like it's like if i miss this one that's gonna be embarrassing like the second one then he misses again yeah but yeah and i mean i'm just happy they won hopefully he can turn it around himself brett maher can turn it around you probably want to see the cowboys lose um i actually don't i'm unlike a lot of people i don't mind the cowboys yeah that i mean shoot i'm in dallas right now um i am not a cowboys fan but i dislike the giants so much because i think that they're just annoying their fans are and so I root for the Cowboys to spite the Giants. That's so. fair. And then that's me with the Eagles. I, I cannot stand Eagles fans, even though <laughs> Andrew is an Eagles fan. Uh, you know, one of our good buddies. But uh, I the the rest of Eagles fans, I should say, are pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, I, I texted Andrew today, and I told him I hope the Cowboys – play the Eagles in the NFC title just for the drama. That would that'd be, be that'd be pretty good. Be pretty yeah. dramatic. But yeah. So Cowboys beat the Buccaneers. Now, do you think Brady's done? Because I think he needs to be done. He needs to just retire right now. So I think I think he should be done, but I don't think he is done. I think I he's I think he's someone that uh you just why, why did he come back? He 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 should have retired when they won the Super Bowl. That is the perfect way to stop. And I get it. Like, he was still showing that he could still play. But it's like, dude, like, what more could you want? You know? You know what I mean? And, like, now it's like he's played for so long that it's like – I. He looks afraid to get hit out there. That's the thing. Like, he gets rid of the ball so quickly, which usually, like, yes, that is a good quality to have. But to an extent, you have to be able to sit in the pocket and take some hits sometimes. And he's just not willing to do that anymore. And so, yeah, I'm sure he'll, like, I'm sure, like, some team is going to want him next year. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think he should be done, but knowing Tom Brady, he's probably not going to, especially after having that shitty of a last game. Like, he, they look that bad. Was bad. That, it, 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 there's like no excuse for that. 
Okay, so he's currently 45. He will turn 46 in August. He looks like man, this man aged. Uh so yeah, no, he should be done. He should have retired after they won the Super Bowl. And you're totally right. He hasn't been wanting to take hits for a long time. But yeah, no, I agree. I think he's obsessed. He's not gonna I mean he already he lost his wife and like uh, probably a decent amount of time that he was gonna have with his kids because he's obsessed. And I don't think it's gonna that's He's in too deep at this point. Like I don't know, man. It's, it's- well, and he's uh he's not going to. Here, here's one thing we know: he's not going to play for the Buccaneers again. That is, I can almost guarantee that one. Yeah, he's not going to be back with them. But it's just like, dude, like you're already the like. No one really disputes that you're the goat, unless you're a delusional Packers fan. Um, yeah, but like. Vikings fan here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I have some good friends that are Packers fans. I have no problem saying that they are delusional. Yeah. But yeah, it it was it was tough. I I was hoping for a good game. It was not a good game, even with the Brett Maher missed PATs. Like Dak played probably his best like big game ever. Like he played amazing. Um, I'm very excited for this next weekend, though. I think every game except for the Eagles Giants game is going to be like down to the wire. I could see the Eagles pulling away in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. with, with that being said, though, Daniel Jones did play really well. Yeah. Like, he did. Again, Vikings defense not good. So we'll see. Yeah. So. I really like Jalen Hurts from the Eagles. I remember when he got drafted, people said that he was like a project quarterback that was never going to do anything other than be like maybe like a Tyrod Taylor type player. And he's done a lot more than that. Um, and I, I I thought he would because, you know, he really was one of the best parts of um, – really, I mean, when he played at Alabama, he was one of the better players on their team. I thought he was probably a top ten player on their team. It just was that Tua ended up taking over – and you could argue that they were about, you know, 1A, 1B, and you look at them in the league right now, it's like, they're, I would even argue Jalen's better, but, yeah. Jalen is better, yeah. I, I would say Jalen's uh, better for sure. Definitely long-term, too. I mm-hmm. think Tua has some health concerns in the it's long term. It's not his fault either. Tua, I'm just happy he's doing all right. Like, yeah, probably three concussions this year. Yeah. Insane. Not, not, not great. Okay, so I guess we can mention the Dolphins. They, I mean, they had to have Skylar Thompson start at QB for them, and they almost beat the Bills. That was kind of surprising. That game um, was weird. That game was, was a weird so game. weird because we were getting ready to, for the for uh, the Vikings game, and we just look up and we're like, "What the hell? How is how is that still a game?" Like I could see maybe in the first half, you know, but it's like, and and the weird thing was was. It wasn't Skylar Thompson that was holding the Dolphins back. It was Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle both had killer drops. And time management was also not very good. Yeah, so. I missed the end of that game because I went to go do something. I don't remember what it was, but the first half was funky. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, I mean, because Dolphins came back from being down 17-0. I mean, shoot, the Chargers were up 27-0. On the Jaguars, Jaguars get a late touchdown right before half. It's 27-7. And then 
Jaguars go on to win 31-30, in part because they got that two-point conversion with the, the whatever Bosa brother throwing his helmet on the ground uh, penalty call. So that was – that, that was the most insane game of the of the um, playoffs so far, I'm for sure. I mean, I think the Chargers were probably a little bit better of a team, but they just completely collapsed. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say they're the better team. Um, but they outcoached uh, the Chargers. Or they, they they got outcoached by the Jaguars. My bad. Uh, it was it was wild because – so, I like, we were still at the basketball game, but we were, like, checking the score. Um, in the first half, we were like, shit, that, that game's over. You know, 27 nothing. Uh, and then we made a joke like, man, the script writers this year for the playoffs, they, they're just, they're, they're not on the same page. They, they need to get better. And then, so we, we leave the basketball game, go to, uh, one of these, uh, sports bars downtown and, uh, which by the way, was filled with both Vikings and Giants fans for, you know, yeah. the next day. and so everyone was watching the game and it was a mix of, you know, go Giants go and, uh, you know, the skull chant in the bar, which was really cool. But then like everyone was cheering for the Jaguars uh, when they started coming back. And it was, that was really cool. That was a really cool environment to be, to uh, be a part of. Uh, It was insane. I could not believe, I couldn't believe how boring the Chargers offense is. Like Justin Herbert is so talented, but that offense he only averaged 5.9 yards per pass attempt. Like, that is terrible. That's like, what's his name? Murray from the Cardinals. Kyler? That's like Kyler Murray averages. It's like not very much per – and, I mean, they got – what's his name? Allen? Is there got, best receiver probably? Allen. Yeah, okay, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, and then their best running back – Eckler is more of a receiver out of the backfield, I would say. They just don't have a whole lot of star power out there. Like, they need more. It reminds me of what the Ravens have right now. They don't have, a, in my opinion, a whole lot of star power outside of Lamar. Yeah. And so uh, that's another team that lost. They lost to the Bengals because of a goal line fumble. Yeah, and it's – yeah, that that game was wild, too. I was – you know, I was a little sad – uh, after the game and we had to drive back didn't get home till 1 a.m uh sunday night mm-hmm. uh, we, we drove immediately back from the game yeah. uh so i was watching the game on my phone and that was another another good one um but yeah i i think this this next weekend it's gonna be it's gonna be re- a, some really really good games uh again don't think giants and eagles might be the best game ever but like Cowboys Niners, that one's going to be really interesting, um, because I don't think a lot of people are giving the Cowboys a chance, mm-hmm. and like the Cowboys are talented, and uh, something that nobody's talking about is the D coordinator for the Niners, uh, D'Amico Ryan's very good coach. They have the number one defense. Um, he's interviewing for four jobs this week. And so job interviews are like, I think Thursday and Friday for NFL. Um, That's going to affect the like game planning for, for the game. 
And I don't know why the NFL is having these assistant coaches who are in the middle of the playoffs, you know, take time because it takes time to, you know, prepare for these franchise interviews to be a head coach. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that game is close. And obviously the AFC Chiefs Jaguars, I think that will still be a good game. I think the Chiefs will win, but the Jaguars will keep it close or at least they should. And then obviously the best game of the weekend is going to be Bills Bengals. It was shaping up to be uh, just an absolute classic last time until obviously uh, the um, unfortunate injury of DeMar Hamlin. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing environment and they'll do some, some stuff uh, for him on, on, uh, on the game. I don't even know if they've released the schedule yet, but I, that game is going to be insane. Um, Cause I think the bills are vulnerable, but so are the, the Bengals. They have their, their struggles as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really good weekend of uh, yeah. NFL football, which I know that's not necessarily your favorite, but I, I love NFL football and a lot of it is actually Nebraska's fault because they've been so bad the last five, six years. I've gotten more and more involved in NFL. So I'm the opposite of you. Nebraska doing bad makes me not like the sport of football. (laughs) So I just won't watch football if Nebraska loses. Like not even sometimes I won't even watch college because I'm just sad. But, oh, I, I would just but still also the sadness, like I haven't actually felt sad about Nebraska being bad. And I didn't feel sad once last year because I knew how I just knew it. I I was sad that we lost to Northwestern, but I wasn't surprised. I knew that we were gonna find a way to do it because we always were gonna find a way to lose a game we shouldn't start the year, because that's what we did every year with Frost. And I was like, Yeah, what's new? Thank God he's gone. Uh, but okay, so you're picking. <laughs> we've talked about that so many times. So you're picking the. Let me guess. You're picking the Eagles to beat the Giants, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I probably am too. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs over the Jaguars, which I'm guessing you are as well. Yep. Okay, so what do you think about the other two? So Jaguars Chiefs is on Saturday, I believe, and so is Eagles Giants. But on Sunday we got Bengals Bills. Who do you think is gonna win that one? Bengals, Bills, I have – I'll take the Bengals. Same. I'm I'm rooting for them, so that's why. I just think – I trust Joe Burrow more in the clutch, I think, than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's really good. He's also had 32 turnovers, I think, I I listened to today on this podcast uh, that I listened to. He has had 32 – turnovers this year which leads the nfl um i think that's gonna that's gonna be a problem we interrupt this podcast to give a shout out to one of our sponsors homes for the troops homes for the troops is a nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post 9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives you can learn more and donate to their website at www.hfotusa.org. Thank you. Uh, so that would be my pick. And also, I'm besides uh, the Vikings, I love like Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I, I kind of, uh, my first jersey I had was a Chad Ochocinco jersey. So 
and I have a Joe Burrow jersey. That's amazing. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be repping them. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys over the 49ers because I'm rooting for the Cowboys in that one. I kind of would like to see the Cowboys. I I like to see a little chaos, a little upset, Mm -hmm. and I do like Dak. Um, I also think Brock Purdy is going to be due for a classic uh, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, meltdown game, something that we saw a lot in college. Um, Nothing against the guy, but he did do it a lot in college. Uh, He had some ridiculous – I remember one time, like, he just – was getting sacked and he just chucked it backwards and a TCU player was just standing there like, oh, thanks. Right in yeah, there. that was insane. <laughs> but the Niners are like, I think the most stacked team in the NFL in my McCaffrey, opinion. Samuel. Okay, I got a rant for you today. You'll probably agree with it, but I just feel like I need to rant about this because it's been a, it. like a, I've been needing to say this for a while. But okay, I'm just going to talk about NFL itself. This could be, uh, you know, a thing with other sports and how they are presented on TV and everything. But like, NFL announcers are most of them are really boring and the commercials are just repeated every break. The BK Burger King commercial, the Troy Aikman doing way too many games. He's horrible. Troy Aikman is so bad at announcing. I cannot hear him ever again. And then the replay reviews, they always just bring in some Italian guy who just mansplains what's going on. And like, they just set it to break or just do something else. Like every single time they just, everything is just so drawn out. And I don't even like have, I don't even have volume on the TV. Like the game last night, because I heard Aikman's voice, I muted it and like listened to music and like played NCAA football while the game was on my laptop. Cause that I could is, not deal with Troy Aikman. That is amazing. I, I love that you do that. RG3 is awesome. I love him on whenever he does a college game, but <laughs> Besides that, yeah, that's my rant. Well, you know who was actually getting roasted a lot Saturday night was uh, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy for the Chargers-Jaguars game. Now, again, like I said earlier, I was at a bar, so I didn't really – I couldn't hear the announcers. But uh, if you can look it up probably if you want to. But if you listen to, like, the game-winning field goal, it is so boring. Like, Al Michaels – like – doesn't he sounds like he doesn't want to be there at all he might and, not want to be there he's been doing like he's been doing this for so long so yeah. is dungy dungy's been dungy was like right out of coaching the colts and was immediately on nbc mm-hmm. anyway yeah. i think they're a little some people need to be phased out eggman needs to get phased out like every time Aikman's like, well, as you can see, draw back to pass, read zone coverage. Here we got Jason Witten, three-yard stop route. Oh, dude, I cannot listen to you talk. Anyway. You probably don't – well, you, the nice thing is, is you don't have to hear him as much anymore because he, he only does the Monday night games. Yeah. Anyway, that was my rant, so there you go. But – we can move on to some college football, Nebraska football, transfer portal stuff um, now. So we got all our NFL out of the way. But, okay, so I'm looking at – I was looking at the 2023 roster, some of, the, like, the new players we added and stuff um, for Nebraska football, and it made me think, okay, so technically because of COVID, which happened uh, in 2020, so everybody got an extra year of elig- eligibility if they were in college during that time. 
And then, you know, if you're redshirted another time there, you know, I was thinking, okay, so there could be some 60 year seniors on this Nebraska team right now who had like, they're coming up on their sixth season with Nebraska, which would be wild. Right. And I went through the entire roster from 2018 and there was only one guy from the 2018 roster who's still on the team for Nebraska Ooh. going into the spring. Who do you think it is? I'll give you a hint. It's a scholarship player. 2018 from from Frost was he a yes. part of Frost? Was he a part of Frost's first recruiting class? Yes, in 2018. Is it Ramirez? No, Ramirez 2019. Okay. Is it a pretty obvious one? No, he's only played like in spurts here or there. Um, on defense. On defense. Yeah. I can just say it if you want me to. From Nebraska? He's not. He's from Florida. From Florida. Oh, my gosh. Five, four. I don't know. Two, one. I don't know. Jackson Clark, cornerback. Oh, my God. Is he that old? Yes, he was a true freshman in 2018. Played uh, – he whenever Cam Taylor-Britt would get hurt in 2021, I feel like he came in a bunch. Played a little bit last year, but he really has hardly played at all. Um, he had one interception in garbage time against Northern Illinois back in the day. But, yeah, no, he's he's the oldest guy that, that's been on the team since then. So he's the only one. All the walk-ons have left the team at this point from that year which is probably good. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, imagine you were that, that dude upon a Frost first class and you're still here. Is Brody still on the team? I looked at the roster. Brody's not on the team anymore. Okay, because then I would say Brody, because he's been there since the beginning. Yeah, that was some Husker trivia for you. But, yeah, so. Oh, I got some Husker trivia for you real quick. Oh, let's see it. Who is the least uh, liked uh, Husker Twitter account? On, on on Twitter. Yeah, it's definitely Cornusker Juan. He just got roasted today by Barstool Skurs, who is also a top five, in my opinion, top five worst Husker account. Not because they really put anything out there that's like that bad. It's usually just it's just not like anything valuable. It's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's so, just like it's a bad look. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll move on to Nebraska transfer portal stuff. Um before we do that, actually, I mean, we got to mention, I haven't done a podcast since the Georgia TCU game. Georgia just is far and away. This is my theory. I think Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan were the three best teams. Obviously, Georgia number one. But TCU was like the streakiest team, and Michigan just was not prepared to play them at all. Well, I think they did the classic look-ahead game. They, If you listen, I mean, <laughs> they have some pretty cocky players on Michigan. Um, now I think that has helped them the last few years because they kind of need that, that a little bit more edge to them. But I mean, you just watched their, like, uh, the media days, uh, like a few days before the game. I don't think they were taking TCU very seriously. And I think TCU was just playing with house money. They're like, you know what, we're, we're just going to go out there and compete have fun. And, you know, after, uh, 60 minutes, we'll look up at the scoreboard. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. And that's kind of how they played. And I think Michigan was 
once they got, you know, punched in the mouth, they were a little surprised and uh, they were kind of playing catch up. And TCU has been in those type of games all year. And I mean, so has Michigan, but. Not really. Michigan really hadn't been in a dogfight like that. They blew out Ohio State in the second half, but like, was there another game where they were challenged? Well, I I guess what I mean is just like there was a few times where I feel like it took them a while to get started. You're right on that. There were times – that's true. Yeah. And then once they did, like it was very hard to slow them down. But they never got that – they were never able to get any stops. And, yeah, TCU was streaky. But, like, I I think Michigan definitely looked ahead. I think the national title game was probably the – it was the Ohio State-Georgia game. Uh, C.J. Stroud played the game of his life, and I felt so bad for him. Uh, he de- he deserves better. Yeah, is he going to the NFL now? He he declared yesterday, okay. last day to declare. As did Quentin Johnson. Yeah, Quentin Johnson's going to be good. No, yeah, Georgia though they're just far and away better than TCU. Their defense was just as fast as the TCU offensive players, which I don't think Michigan could say for themselves. Um, which is part of why they lost. Also. You know, I agree. I mean, TCU was in dogfights all year, even against like SMU. They were just like battling it out and they just found and they found a way to be 12 and one should have probably been 13 and 0. Um, but yeah, no, Georgia. I'm happy Fenton Bennett's gone because he was 25 years old. But um, hey, we have just, a 25 year old quarterback now. Yeah, Georgia. It didn't really matter which guys they put on the field. All of their guys were just better. Mm hmm. So, speaking of Georgia, Nebraska recently added a transfer player uh, from Georgia. That is MJ Sherman. He's going to be a junior this year, technically a senior because of COVID, but I think he has two years left of eligibility. Um, He was a former five-star edge rusher. Now he's coming to Nebraska. Um, He's played in every single season he's been at Georgia, never been a starter. And what happened was um, the Georgia – coaches kind of had a meetings with all their players after the you know their championship and they told him hey um we're gonna just have you on special teams going forward because uh we want to play our young guys coming in and you're not a starter right now and so he said all right that's all i need to know portal didn't take him long to come to nebraska so now he's on the nebraska roster not sure if he's in lincoln yet but it's a big ad just because we need more of those big edge guys right now yeah i thought he was a, a big ad and i mean there's one thing that Georgia does well. I mean, there's a lot of things that they do well, but they do a really good job recruiting and developing really good edge rushers. Um, I mean, they've had so many drafts in the last few years. So anytime you're going to get, I think, a Georgia player or a Bama player, even if, you know, they might not pan out, I feel like it's worth the risk, you know, trying to get one of those guys. And I have a lot more faith, I think, in our in this most recent uh, coaching staff than I think previous coaching staffs uh, with with this type of talent. Yeah, I think developing talent is going to be a huge part of the staff's ability to succeed. And if they can, I mean, if Sherman can come in and have a big impact and then, you know, you develop other guys around him that are young, we'll, hopefully the defense can turn things around. We won't know until we see it, of course. Um, then, you know, receiver room just added three dudes in the past week. All right, so first of all, uh, Virginia transfer, grad transfer, Billy Kemp, slot receiver. He's coming to Nebraska. He got an extra year of eligibility, obviously, because of what, what happened at Virginia this past year with their, their tragedy of losing 
a few players um, in a tragic shooting incident. But uh, so Billy Kemp, good, really good slot receivers, had a lot of experience. He's added to the team. Then these were two surprising ads. Xavier Betts is back on the team after you know taking a break from football this past year. Uh, he's, he's had some good moments for Nebraska, so good to have him back. And then, you know, Isaiah Car- uh, Garcia Castaneda, who had some good moments for us last year, entered the portal. I guess the team wants him to come back, too. Um, he quit because of the coaching staff changes um, and probably some other reasons, but I don't think he was going to end up, you know, landing anywhere better than Nebraska, obviously. So, you know, he's lucky to be back. So those are the three guys we've added. And also, it's I'll also mention uh, Nicolas Crawford found a new home, and that's Louisiana Tech who plays at Nebraska, which I think is funny. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know he was a sports media major at UNL? The coldest? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So those are the guys. Any any big thoughts on any of these things? No, not not too much. I was surprised by the return of those two receivers, Betts and Garcia Castaneda. Um, I think it's obviously really nice and beneficial to, uh, to have those guys back. Um, but I mean, I think, so one of the first big surprises of the weekend was being at the mall of America. We were having lunch, uh, m- me and my friends and I go on Twitter and, uh, everyone on Saturday was freaking out on Twitter because Walter, uh, Walter Rouse, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Uh, committed, um, after a few days after committing to Nebraska, really sucks because I think that would have been our best transfer uh, guy that we've had in a while. So it, it, it sucks losing him. I like that's the only way to put it. Yeah. We, he had started a lot of games at Stanford and he was going to probably be a, no, he was going to be a starter for us considering our tackle situation on offense. But uh, I mean, Oklahoma is a little bit better than we are right now. So I don't blame him for choosing that. It's just how the portal works. Um, so that's just, yeah, I can't be mad. People were getting mad on Twitter. I'm like, yo, these guys are going to pick what's best for them. So, yeah. How about I, this, I, though? I, uh, we're kind of, we only got like a minute left because of Zoom, but uh, Tristan Gebbia somehow has a seventh year of eligibility and he's going to Ohio State now. Did you see that? Dude, that's crazy. Crazy. He was in college when we were still in high school. I know. Anyway. Oh, my God. Insane. Well, that's anything. That's everything from Another Damn Ball. Uh, Transfer Portal will probably pop off again in the spring. But until then, thanks for listening. This has been Daniel Magnuson, Sam Alessandro. Run the damn ball.